0: even if we were to do them together, side by side, in the exact same way, our bodies are different. Our souls are different. And that's gonna come through in the action that the body takes. So it's gonna be different, even if we we're doing both two cartwheels. But if we are following our, our dharma, if we are following our heart, our life's purpose, the result, the response, will be the same. It will be one of love and acceptance and belonging. Welcome to Vinyasa in Verse, the podcast where we connect mind, body, and spirit through poetry and practice. I'm Leslie ann Hobayen. Together, we'll explore different ways of connecting with our innermost selves and how to tap into the flow of the universe. Because once that happens, anything is possible. Your best life starts now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Vinyasa Inverse. How are you on this beautiful day? Um, I'm trying something a little different and going full video. So if you're listening to the podcast on your usual podcast platforms, awesome, but know that this particular episode, I'm venturing out into the world of video podcasting, if that's a thing. So you can actually um, see me as well as hear me. Uh, So if you wanna check that out, I am going to be on YouTube with our podcast episodes uh, going forward. So it's very exciting. Okay, so now you can see how I choose my poems for the, um, kickoff to each episode. All right. Um, let's just remember to take a deep breath and enjoy the beauty in that breath and that moment, knowing that you are here and you are loved. Okay. So the gift by Hafez, as you can see, we've got some, um, bookmarks and ragged pages and things like that. It's really, it's really great. Um, All right, so here we go. All right, so today's poem is called A Great Need. Out of a great need, we are all holding hands and climbing. Not loving is a letting go. Listen, The terrain around here is far too dangerous for that. Let me read that again. A great need. Out of a great need, we are all holding hands and climbing. Not loving is a letting go. Listen, the terrain around here is far too dangerous for that. So what comes to mind for me is love is, an, is essential. Love is everything. Love is the thing that is us. Um, the great need, the great need that Hafez talks about is the great need for love. Um, and in that love, in that need for love, we are climbing um, and imagining like rock climbing, like a, a cliff face of some kind, uh, a mountain, who knows, but we're all holding hands together and climbing and helping each other up this um, this doing this ascension to to love. Um, and if you don't love, if you don't help your neighbor, your partner, whoever is nearby, um, Then you let them go and they fall. and that's that's not really an option. Um, so he's saying, Love is it. Love is everything. Uh, and this is and this is great. I just think about how we forget just how linked we are, just how intertwined we are as human beings. Um, and I know I talked on the last episode uh, a few few weeks ago, the great ripple effect, you know, the butterfly effect, in which we do one thing and don't even realize how much that one thing, that one action can affect somebody else, you know, and it doesn't have to be a big effect. It can be, but you know, maybe you're at the grocery store and maybe, um, you chat it up with the, with the cashier. Um, my kids hate that because they're like, oh, mom, you talk to everybody. Can we just go, <laughs> you know, it's really funny, but, um, I like to, to talk to people because I know what it's like to not be seen. And I know that in jobs like a cashier at the grocery store, many of us don't even see that person. You know, we just go through the motions of putting our groceries on the conveyor belt and um, the person on the other side of that just, you know, puts it through the scanner and rings it up. Um, And maybe there's a little interaction of, you know, thanks, have a great day or whatever, but are we really seeing that person? Uh, are we seeing them as an individual or are we seeing them just as a person that, an entity that helps us complete our transaction? Um, So I like to reach out and and make efforts and make small talk. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could just be like, you know, about the weather. Everyone loves to talk about the weather because it's neutral, right? People um, like to either complain about it or whatever. Uh, But it's just nice to, to make some human connection with another, right? So, so let's say you choose to do that. Let's say you choose to say hello and, and really engage with the cashier at the grocery store. Now, maybe they were having a bad day and maybe because you saw them and you actually cared about what they were saying in response to your questions or just in the conversation in general, that shifted their mood you know, maybe suddenly the, the rest of their shift wasn't so difficult or suffering or long drawn out, you know, they were a little better and maybe they go home and they go to a home to a family and they're in a better mood where they want to spend time with their kids who might be home or, you know, they want to take care of themselves a little bit better. Um, And then in that respect, maybe then that ripples out, you know, they're feeling better. And then they talk to a friend on the phone, like, you know, I'm feeling really good. And I don't know why, you know, sometimes the effects that we cause are um, not noticed. Well, they're just little, little things that we feel, and maybe we can't pinpoint where it comes from. So one question actually that um, has been coming up for me, in the past couple of weeks, is what is the cause? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I want to make sure I get it right. What is the effect that you want to cause? You know, so uh, a couple of my teachers have asked this question, and I was like, oh, what, is that? what does that mean? That's, that's another way of saying, how are you going to be intentional? in your life? What are the choices that you're making that will help create the life that you want on purpose, um, that will help create the effect and the cause I gotta get my cause and effect, correct (laughs) that you want, you know? So for example, um, you know, I have a, a, a program on healing uh, called Heal to Power. And my intention for creating this program is to help women of color identify their, their traumas and their hurts and to work on healing that so that they can step into their fullest, truest, most divine, authentic self. Uh, and to do that is is no easy task. Um, there are some you know, steps that are lined out, outlined and clear, but it's not necessarily easy. So what I want to effect by creating this course is to teach women of color these tools so that they can heal themselves, that they feel empowered to heal themselves And once that happens, then they become the whole selves that they have always been meant to be. And this is true of everybody. Everyone is meant to be their whole selves, Uh, but we have too many things in society that uh, have us compromise that. You know we get messages from our parents, from our caretakers, from um, people around us, our our classmates as kids growing up, our teachers, um culture at large, society at large, of the the things that the parts of us that are not welcome or that are not accepted or that are not embraced. And so we we shift ourselves and adjust ourselves to be, um, this version of ourselves that we think is going to be accepted. That's going to be loved. That's going to belong. Um, but that's only a portion of ourselves, you know, that's, that's not the whole us. And so, So then trauma starts to set in, in small and big ways. You know, there's like little trauma and then there's big trauma. The big trauma is what a lot of people talk about, you know, the big obvious trauma, but then there are like little traumas, you know, let's say uh, when I was a kid, I um, was playing kickball out in the parking lot of our school during recess and I fell and it was such a bad fall. Um, cause you would, can imagine blacktop and then you're like running your hardest to the first base. And then you, you skid, well, at least I did, I skidded on my elbows. Oh, it was, it was awful. Right. But, um, I was, I was traumatized in small T little T where, uh, I really was reluctant to run that fast ever again on blacktop in a kickball game. <laughs> Right. Um, and I have a scar to prove it. Say I got, uh, where is it? It's around here somewhere. You see that? That's my little third grade. Uh, was it third grade? I think it was third grade, third grade scar. And so that's, that's little trauma. And then the big trauma is, you know, things like car accidents, uh, racial trauma, intergenerational trauma, um, you know, sexual violence, trauma, those are the big ones, but the program that I offer addresses all of these things because it looks at how do we build resilience? How do we heal the wounds? How do I, we'll start with this. How do we identify the wounds? Then work on that to heal them, to build resilience so that we can then step into our fullest, wholest selves and not really care about what other people think. You know, and I think that is, that is the key right there is the resilience to knowing that who you are is safe. It's safe to be who you are, Um, but we haven't always been receiving that message. And so the, the effect to kind of go back long-winded way to go back to what I was saying earlier is the effect that I want to cause right, cause and effect, is that right? Or is it the cause that I wanna affect? I don't know, I gotta to have to wrap this around my, my head, but my ripple effect that I want to cause, there it is, is for folks to really step into their whole selves. I mean, that's the bottom line. And so I'm doing that piece by piece, you know, it's a little bit here, a little bit there, it's, showing, it's me showing up as who I am fully, Unapologetically, as as boldly and brightly as loudly as I can, um, and that took work. That took some serious, major healing work. That took some mindset reset, some letting go of limiting beliefs, some deep trust, a um, lot of self love, and and now here I am. And what I want to do is help people achieve that same result where I want to share what I've learned because it is so powerful to feel your whole self, to really embody it and, and really don't not care about what other people think. You just do what you want to do, you know, fly, fly your freak flag and, and that's it and live your best life. Um, knowing that by doing that, the ripple effect starts to emit out where then other people will then start to live the lives that they want. Um, one of the things that prevents us from doing that is comparisonitis, right? So we have this, this thing in our head that, oh, that person is getting a lot more love than me uh, because they're, they're doing X, Y, Z. know Maybe they do better cartwheels than I do. You know They're getting the praise, they're getting the applause. Um, and so that makes me feel bad because I don't do very well with cartwheels. So my forte instead is maybe handstands, but I don't see that because no one's complimented my handstands, right? Because I haven't really been doing them out in public for whatever reason, but I see this other person's cartwheels are awesome and they're getting praise for it. I want that praise. I wanna feel loved. I wanna be seen in a safe way. And so I'm gonna try working on my cartwheels because that person has awesome cartwheels. So I'm gonna work on my cartwheels, but you know, I work on my cartwheels, work on my cartwheels, work on my cartwheels. Meanwhile, this voice inside of me is like, well, you should really be doing handstands because that's your thing. Uh, But I'm like, no, 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 no. I wanna do cartwheels because that person's getting the, the thing that I want. And so I work on my cartwheels. I do them. I succeed in getting to what I think is the perfect cartwheel. Uh, my cartwheels look like this other person's cartwheels, but I'm not getting the response that that person got. I'm not getting the praise. I'm not getting the love, the applause. And it's confusing because I'm doing exactly the thing that they're doing, but not getting that kind of response that I want to feel like I belong. I want to feel loved and they're getting that by doing that. So let me copy that. Let me try that. Meanwhile, the whole time, little voice inside of my head, which by the way, is your highest self is saying, but handstands are really where it's at for you. So I may try other things. I may try fancy cartwheels, like, you know, roundoffs and aerials and one-handed cartwheels. Um, and then I kind of wander through the world of cartwheels saying, Hey, you know what? This, this has to be the answer. This has to be what I'm, what I'm meant to do little voices like, yeah, you still, you're still not getting it. Handstands. So, um, so I do the cartwheel thing for a while and nothing seems to happen. So then I get kind of bummed out and say, oh, well, maybe this is my life. Maybe this is what is meant for me. This, this sort of fine, everything is fine. You know, this sort of, oh, I guess life was supposed to, well, not supposed to, we don't like to put Things on us, expectations in that way, but maybe this is the life that was just just destined for me. This sort of fineness of, okay, I'm doing the cartwheels, kind of master the cartwheels, not getting like lit up inside by it, but it's okay, you know, it's fine. Yeah, fine. So um, one day I'm like, all right, well, you know, this is it. This is Where I'm at. This is the amount of response I'll get. Maybe lukewarm love, maybe like golf claps for my applause. And um one day I'm like, you know what? Let me just try the handstand. Just just for fun. You know, because that voice keeps nagging at me, saying, you know, handstand, handstand. I mean, I really don't like handstands. I really don't think I like being upside down. I mean, my wrist hurts sometimes from all that cartwheeling. Can I even balance upside down? I'm more into the momentum thing. You know, all these stories, right? You hear all these stories that are happening. So of course you guys know that this is like a, a theoretical example. This is not This is not actually like what's happening, but anyway, this is just an allegory, a metaphor. Just want to clarify. So, so I go and try the handstand and it's not perfect, right? Because I haven't done any handstands but put my hands down on the ground, kick up my feet fall over, but do it in a way where I'm not hurting myself. And I'm like, oh, that was actually kind of fun. Not perfect, but it was fun. Let me try it again. So I do more handstands. I'm like, this is really getting me excited. Like I love, I love this feeling that I'm getting. Do a few more and then really start to get into it. Like. You know, upside down feels amazing. Um, your my body starts like high vibing, like, oh my God, handstands are awesome. I love it, love it, love it. You know, still a mess though, falling over to the side, back, whatever it is. But totally loving handstands, surprising myself, like, oh my God, that little voice was right. handstands are where it's at. And so I End up working on handstands, we'll say. And I just keep doing my thing, you know. I forget about the whole cartwheel thing. Like, yeah, I did it, whatever. But I'm not invested in it where it's where I'm like, oh, I have to make sure that I am uh, staying on my cartwheel path. I'm just like, yeah, it's there. If I need to go back to it, I'll go back to it. But handstands, man, I want to. I want to check this out. So I start doing all kinds of interesting formations upside down with my legs, like crossing them, you know, soles of the feet together, um, one leg up, one leg horizontal, uh, yeah. So all kinds of things that I'm playing with it. It's so fun. So fun. Then one day I may just be doing my handstands out in the front yard or something. Someone sees and they're like, wow, that's amazing. That is a freaking awesome handstand. You know, and then suddenly I'm getting more attention from that handstand. Anything that I do, handstand, everyone's like, oh, my God, this is great. The applause starts getting louder. The praise starts getting louder. The love starts getting magnified. Now, let me just take a moment to, to put that aside and just say this comment. The praise is not why we're doing it. The the, the praise that I'm using in this theoretical story <laughs> is this acknowledgement of you embodying who you are. Okay. So we'll come back to that when I wrap up this story. (laughs) So yeah. So do the handstand, get this acknowledgement. I'm seen, I'm loved, I belong. And it is freaking awesome. This is the response that I had been looking for when I saw that person doing the cartwheels, right? I was like, oh, This is, this is what that voice was talking about is that handstands are my thing. Cartwheels is the thing for that person over there. Handstands are my thing. Now we are not in competition with each other. We're doing different things. And maybe, maybe we're in a, in a, in a sidebar story. Maybe we do both have cartwheel awesomeness, right? But the way in which we execute those. Cartwheels is specific to who we are as individuals. So, even on a technical level, if we do the same thing where we, you know, lift up our hands and then put that right hand down first, then the left hand, and then swing our legs over, even if we were to do them together, side by side, in the exact same way, our bodies are different. Our souls are different. And that's going to come through in the action that the body takes. So, it's going to be different, even if we are doing both doing cartwheels, but if we are following our our Dharma, if we are following our heart, our life's purpose, the result the response will be the same. It will be one of love and acceptance and belonging. okay, so now we got handstand girl right here, right and we got cartwheel person over there um. And thinking about this ripple effect, you know, I am causing a ripple effect by being me. So I might be doing my handstands and it's like, yes, it's awesome. I'm being myself. I love myself. I am doing the thing that I'm meant to do. I'm doing the handstands. Right. And then there's this little girl who comes and watches me do handstands every day in the front yard. She sees how happy I am. She sees how much handstands light me up. Now she may not acknowledge this on the conscious level, right? Most of our awareness and our beingness is in the subconscious. And 95% of our beingness is subconscious. And that's where most of us live. We don't know that, you know, our conscious mind is like, oh yeah, we, we got this. But how much of our, our unknown stuff comes up unexpectedly? right? So our subconscious stuff just kind of goes blah sometimes, right? (laughs) Depending on the situation. So, So this little girl is watching, she's taking it in subconsciously. She is seeing that I am in my element, that I am doing my handstands and loving it, that I am being my most authentic self. And so that example then shows her that it's okay for her to do her splits She's been working on splits, but she's doing it in secret because she doesn't know if that's a thing to do. She's not sure if it's safe to do. She's not sure if, you know, people would make fun of her for doing it at all. So um, so she sees me doing it. She sees how much fun it is, and she's like, "Oh, we can do other things besides cartwheels. That's really cool. Let me try that. Let me do the splits that I really want to do that. I've been practicing in my closet. Cause I don't want anyone to know that I'm doing it, but I love it so much. And so then she feels empowered to perform her splits in public and she gets the same thing. And so pretty soon everyone starts feeling inspired to do their thing. And by, by this ripple effect, then we have a whole freaking gymnastics team, <laughs> right? Where we're doing all our own individual routines, but coming together as a whole, as a collective, it looks like ecstatic dance. It looks like just the most amazing divine expression of love because we are moving our bodies. We are doing what we are called to do. We are doing the thing that is burning in our heart and it's beautiful. So, so yeah, so that's my long story. I didn't, no idea that that was going to come out but it's a really great way to illustrate why it's important for us to follow our own individual calling it's okay sometimes to model after the examples in our lives that we want to see you know my teacher one of my teachers recently said um you know mimicry into mastery so it's it's we want to mimic the people who we aspire to we don't want to be those people you know but we need to start somewhere so we use them as a model to follow while we navigate in our own calling until we master what it is that we're meant to do and to use our hearts to guide us as the compass through the life that we're living um so yeah, so that's that's whew, that's what I wanted to share with you. Um as far as the cause and the effect, it really is about just honoring who you are and trusting that whatever it is that you're doing because you're divinely guided. That will help shift the people around you. That will help shift the, the collective into creating a much more vibrant and loving world. You know, I have so many thoughts that are like voom, 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 right now. <laughs> and I want to say, I'm going to admit that it's very strange for me to be on video while doing the podcast because I am seeing myself. And I know I could probably like turn off whatever I need to turn off to hide my own self, but um, you know, we're still experimenting. And this is what I love about the work that I do is that I get to play and I get to experiment and you get to have fun with it. And if you don't like it, I don't care because I'm at that place where I'm just being me. Um, and so I was, I was thinking about this idea of being seen, right? So if we're gonna be our most authentic selves, some of the danger that we feel, the perceived danger, because it's because safety is an illusion, but sometimes so is danger. Um, but the perceived danger in being our truest, most authentic selves is that we won't get loved or we'll get rejected, um, we'll get made fun of, you know all these things and so it becomes a matter of figuring out okay what is it in my growing up up until this point from like birth on here that has trained me trained my conditioning to care about what other people think now it might sound harsh to say oh, i don't care what you think It's not really like that because I know for me, I do care about what, you know, the people I love, I care about what they think, not in terms of like, I need approval or I need your, you know, green light and your, your stamp of, of affirmation that I am, I am on the right path or I'm doing things like that, but more like, you know, what do you think? you know, this, does this sound like something that resonates with you? Or does this feel good? Sometimes I, I need um, a sounding board. So when I ask, you know, what do you think? It doesn't mean that I'm looking for approval or affirmation. It means that I am just needing some kind of reflection so that I can more clearly see whatever it is I'm doing is on the right path. Because, you know, we live in this, physical world. And so many messages come at us that cloud our connection with our innermost selves. Now they don't always have to cloud our innermost selves, but it's a continual practice. You know, some days I'm great. Some days I'm like, shoot, I can feel it. I know what my intuition is saying. Other days I'm like, what? you know, I'll meditate. I'll go in. I'm like, I can't, it's it's too foggy. It's too cloudy. I'll have to like clear the space or whatever. But sometimes in those moments I turn to a friend, like a trusted friend, mentor, partner, whatever, and say, Hey, I was thinking about this. You know, what do you think? You know, me like, is this, is this an alignment? Does it, does it feel right? I'm, I'm not sure. Cause I'm feeling a little cloudy, whatever it is. And that's fine. It's fine. We are living in this world with each other. We don't live in isolation. We don't live in vacuums. And so our interaction with each other is determined by how we interact, what our intentions are. It always comes back to intention. So to think about that, as you work your way through healing, through uncovering your truest most authentic self, because it's there. It's always been there. It's never left you. It's just all the external world was piling layers upon layers upon layers of lies upon you of you need to be this, or you need to be that, or don't do that, or you're not worthy, or you're weird, or that's wrong. You know, all these messages are coming at us. And especially when we're little, we don't know any better, you know, from the ages of zero to seven, we just absorb everything as it is. We don't have any filters. And so that helps to shape our subconscious. And then what happens with that is that our limiting beliefs start to root, start to take shape. So then our our truest selves gets buried underneath all these layers. So it's a matter of of us peeling that away and coming back and remembering who we are. Um, And so who you are becomes the cause for the effect to change the world. I think I finally got it guys. (laughs) Um, So that is what I wanted to share with you this, this week, this episode. Um, I have just gotten back from a retreat with some beautiful people and all of us came and arrived to the space wanting to be our fullest, most authentic selves, no matter how weird or crazy or, you know wild and freaky it was. Uh, And I think we did that. And it was really powerful for everyone to be who they were, to see them who for who they actually are and to see them bloom and open and stand in their power. It was really so amazing. And to think about what that might be like if that could happen on a global scale, man, what an amazing place this would be. I mean, truly powerful. I'm getting like chills just thinking about it and talking about it with you. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So I'm going to close this episode with my first foray into the video world. And I'm going to read a poem I have selected from The World I Leave You. Uh, This is the anthology, Asian American Poets on Faith and Spirit. And uh, today's poem Which I selected at random prior to recording by flipping the book, of course, but uh, I wanted to also make sure that I could read it, like, you know, some of the words and things like that. So I chose uh, this poem by W. Todd Kaneko. This is called Disbelief. If you believe in home, you have to believe in ghosts in their natural states, sad face and cloaked in magpies because that's what it means to be residue, shimmer and fade like fitful sleep. You can forget how life feels like death, only noisier, how death feels like a whale's song and skeleton. If you believe in home, you have to acknowledge that your house is at least partially fashioned of horse hide and barbed wire. You can hate the way the water takes forever to heat, how there is too much street light, too little sun in the yard. But notice your great-grandmother at the kitchen table, her, her face turned inside out. She can't see her husband holding up the staircase, knees buckling, back bent at impossible angles, while outside the crows gather in the pine trees. They call out to all of us with frightened voices, a lullaby, a serenade, a funeral song. Hmm. Oh, the complex layers of home. Hmm. All right, my friends. Well, I hope you enjoyed this experiment into videoing, video podcasting. And for those of you listening on the podcast, uh, usual channels and stuff and not seeing it, I hope it was just as fun for you, um, even though you're not seeing the visuals. Uh, And so to close our episode, as we always do, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. Healing is so necessary for women writers of color. Whether we know it or not, our traumas hold us back from expressing and becoming our truest selves. How can we be more present to this? How can we create new ways of understanding our hurts so that we can heal them and step into our life's purpose with radiance? Follow me on Instagram for messages of healing and support as you walk this journey that brings you home to yourself. Find me at this handle, at Surya Gyan Yogi, S U R Y A G I A N Y O G I, or visit my website to learn more at suryagyan.com. Your best healed life starts now.